Welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my singular co-host. <laughs> November is all she knows, and all she ever wants to know. Whitney Nelson. That's me. We're actually joined by someone else very special who filled in at the last minute. And we're about to see if Last of the Mohican Hears got rhythm. Daniel Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. We, uh, there were some scheduling <laughs> things that happened. Obviously, Evan's not here, but we're making this work. We're making this work. I'd like to, you know, Daniel, thank you for stepping up at quite literally like the 25th hour here. <laughs> we asked him, the movie's two hours long. We asked him about four hours ago if he'd be on the show. Graciously accepted. Can you just, how would people know you, Daniel? Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Daniel. Uh, I was GM for the uh, podcast Bike Brigade uh, during our run. We just recently wrapped that up. Uh, I've been on a couple other podcasts, uh, Subverted Tropes, uh, and the very, very, very short-lived four-episode, no one ever heard of it, Fact Checkers Trivia. It was the very first podcast I ever did and was, oh boy, very bad. Uh, <laughs> and I've done several guest spots here and there. Yes, yes. People who are familiar with historical hotties are probably also familiar with Dan. They very well might be. I've been on, uh, uh, do I still hold the record for most episodes? I think you do. Nice. I, think you do. Cool. I know, I know you were tied with Eric Hall. For a bit, but I think mm -hmm. that you pulled ahead. I think I pulled ahead with one episode and then also did the uh, anniversary episode. The anniversary episode. I think the, the anniversary episode is what keeps you ahead. I think you Perfect. and Eric tied towards the end of season two there. So if you know right. historical hotties, you know Dan. <laughs> That's amazing. So thank you again for being a part of this. At the, at the very thank you so at, much for having me. At the last minute. So... The one thing that we ask every guest, and this is something that we went over uh, as well as hosts of this show, can you think off the top of your head, three favorite Keanu movies? I, and you know what? They don't have to be, just give us your three favorites. It doesn't have to be like a one, two, three order, because I know that that can sometimes okay. change. I'm, I'm glad it doesn't have to be in a specific order, because I don't think I, I, don't think I can do that. Yeah, um, Whitney, Evan, and I, we do it, it's very scientific. We watch them all so we can have a very, like, a canonical answer at the end of this thing. And I'm so excited to hear kind of how that evolves over the course of the podcast. Yeah, I am too. I am very <laughs> excited to see where I end up with, like, my top three favorite movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would uh, be shocked if they're not John Wick, John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, but <laughs> they might not be. So I... Uh, as I was telling the two of you beforehand, I still very much need to see the John Wick movies. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Everyone I know who has seen them absolutely loves them. So I really need to uh, I, I need to to give them a shot and I'm sure enjoy the crap out of them. Yeah. And I, I did tell Daniel that I may be disowning them if if John Wick does not go over well. So <laughs> right. it's risky. <laughs> it is. Uh but I, I will have to, um, worst case scenario, lie <laughs> just right. to maintain the friendship. Fair enough. I respect that. 
I respect a good lie. <laughs> I loved John Wick. To keep friends. What was your favorite part? Oh, the, um, yeah, the The, the car? shooting. The John gun. Leguizamo yeah. was delightful. The, <laughs> the way he really wicked that John. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds very bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I would laugh a lot if you said that was your favorite part of John Wick. That would work for me. Yeah, perfect. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's tough to go with like, am I going with just movies that star Keanu or ones that he was in? Like, I mean, Toy Story Four was fantastic, right? That counts. Uh, mm-hmm. That's on our list. But, so really, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to go with uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh no! No, <laughs> that took a turn. Damn. To be fair, I haven't seen it in a very, very, very long oh, time. Don't oh. watch it. Oh, God. That's all I can say. It does not hold up. Oh, oh no. I don't know, because I never saw them to begin with. It, it's terrible. I oh, no. loved Excellent Adventure, and yeah. I was so hyped for Bogus Journey, and then it was not good. To be fair, like, I watched it, and I remember, like, really loving just the whole, like, exploration of afterlife that they did in it not necessarily the way they did it just the fact that they did it right uh because when i was younger like i was all about that stuff not that i'm not now i still am but um yeah all right you know what i'm gonna take that one out because it has been a while and y'all have made me question it now okay um i think that's probably wise like i'm not gonna tell you what your favorites are and are not but it's probably wise to take that. Yeah, one. if you liked Excellent Adventure, you probably don't like Bogus Journey. That's that's. I think fair. that's true. I think that's true. The type of humor is totally different. Like, oh, I okay. We don't need to talk about it. We've already talked about both of them. <laughs> uh, see, now I'm worried about like others that I had in my mind. Go ahead. Well, no. what were the others in uh, your mind? So Parenthood. Oh, oh that one's great. Great, that one's great. movie. Perfect. Okay. okay. Uh, and. Uh, so, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Parenthood, and uh, I'm just I'm just gonna go with Toy Story Four. Okay, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Parenthood's in my top ten. So good, good, good. All right, that's a great list. I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of variety there. That's mm-hmm. that shows mm-hmm. a true range of Keanu as well. <laughs> yes. It's like mix a I good mix. I also really want to say Much Ado About Nothing, but I didn't like him in Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> Right. We uh, all agree. That's definitely yeah. a good caveat because <laughs> the movie was great. He was not great in it. He was not great in it. But it is a very good movie. It's true. Yes. It's it's in all of our top tens, I think. So I I did I was gonna save this for when we talked about some Keanu's, but since we've just mentioned it, I finally t- saw Toy Story 4. Oh. I was on a lot of planes over the last couple of weeks, and I it was a move airplane movie, and I was like, oh, Yes, I've been meaning to watch this. I did not see it in theaters. I've been wanting to watch this. A perfect time to see Toy Story. So I finally saw Toy Story 4, and Keanu was incredible. I mean, everybody was incredible. Key and Peele were amazing. Right. But also, so was Keanu. And I love the character that they that they developed for him. Yes. Duke Kaboom is an amazing character, and he played it so well. And he definitely seems like a character they developed for Keanu Reeves instead of developing and then casting Keanu Reeves in. Yes, exactly. And I think probably the emotional core of the movie. I'm just saying he had the best scene in the movie. I I won't spoil it, but, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But, you know, 
You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's when he really wicks that John. <laughs> yes. He wicks the <laughs> hell out of that John. And it was great. It was great. So that's Daniel. That's Toy Story 4. Everything's coming together tonight. <laughs> yes. Up top, just to get it out of the way, I want to mention, find our website at coolbreezepod.com, email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com, hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod, like so many of you often do. Delightful conversations over on Twitter. It's all Keanu, so it's all positive. It's all very upbeat. Makes my day. Makes my day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you like what we do, you want to support it directly, we have a Patreon you can join, patreon.com slash coolbreezepod. There's some extras. I got the stickers things going on the way. I'll get there. Don't worry. I'm slow. (laughs) If you don't want to throw any bucks our way, obviously the best way to support us is to throw a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It's free. It's relatively easy. I, you know, I know, I know. And do not forget our threat to use Sarah McLaughlin against you. We will again. again. We will continue to use Sarah McLaughlin against all of you. Yeah, the there there will be a Sarah McLaughlin section of the show. I will put a goddamn chapter marker <laughs> that brings you right to Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. So just do it. Super easy. Uh, and then next up, God, you hear this? Mm-hmm. It's breaking Keanu's. We have breaking Keanu's, everybody. Don't sound so tortured, Andrew. I found out that uh, we have to add a new movie to the list. It's... Uh, the new SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have anything to say about this. Do you? Do you either? Of you, are either of you excited about? Are you excited as I am about this? <laughs> I am, if you can believe it, less excited about it than you are. Oh. I have never seen SpongeBob SquarePants. Neither have I. At all. Good. So three really? of us are all experts on not having seen SpongeBob That's SquarePants. That's bizarre. <laughs> I think that in our generation to get any three people together in a room the fact that none of them have seen spongebob squarepants is mm-hmm. an anomaly i get it it's just like rick and morty for some reason it's like if you haven't seen i also this, have not seen rick and morty likewise i have but i don't like it <laughs> well <laughs> i can't i can't good. speak to it one way or the other because i haven't seen it i people whose taste i trust a lot like it um I don't like Rick and Morty fans, but, uh, you know, fans of almost anything aren't great, except for Keanu fans. Keanu we can fans all agree. Yes. It, it came out today, I believe, as of recording this, that he has a role as in some capacity in that movie as he is himself. He is. It's actually the appearance of Keanu Reeves. He's oh. playing. It's not, Keanu not like playing Keanu Reeves in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Yeah, the the whole movie huh. is. It's not a cartoon. It's like they've kind of right. made like a three D version of it. So he's not like a character that they've created. It's it's his actual body, fa- you know, all that stuff. So it's going to be weird. I'm not super looking forward to it. Uh, but it's Keanu Reeves, so it's on the list now. So yeah, it's not going to be worse than flying. <laughs> well, or one step away. Well, remember what's at the very bottom of our list. It's not we the don't last even time name I committed yeah. suicide. We don't even name that movie anymore. It's the Voldemort of Keanu <laughs> movies. So it's not gonna be worse than those. So <laughs> So there's your breaking Keanu's. Perfect. With all that out of the way, Daniel, would you do us the honors of telling us what we're talking about today? Most certainly. So today we're talking about Sweet November. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh the, here's the plot synopsis from IMDb. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A workaholic executive and an unconventional woman agree to a personal relationship for a short period. In this short period, she changes his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was directed by Pat O'Connor, who is known for Fools of Fortune, The January Man, and A Month in the Country. Lots of month work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of a niche, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Co-starring with Keanu in this are uh, Charlize Theron, Theron. I I have no idea the right way to pronounce her name. It's, It's lost to time. I don't know. Theron <laughs> is what I go with, but I think it's Charlize yes. Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron, Jason Isaacs, Greg German, Lauren Graham, and Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, Whitney, uh, how are the critics and audiences digging this movie? Well, I think, and I I can't say this for certain because Andrew keeps the big data machine under lock and key, but I'm fairly <laughs> certain that this is the biggest spread that we've ever had in a movie that has both a critic score and an audience score on that, Rotten Tomatoes. That sounds about right. We have a 15% critical score and a 76% audience score. So it is certified fresh on the audience side. It is not on the critic side. 15% on the critic side. I, wow, that's... (laughs) It's bonkers. Bonkers, it is. I very strongly disagree with one of those scores, but I'm not going to say which one it is yet. (laughs) What a bold tease. What a bold tease. Uh, Yes, uh, agree. I I also disagree with one of those two camps. Now, is it the critics or is it the audience? Ooh, we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to talk about it in like 30 seconds. So... (laughs) Until then, I'm just going to give you some quotes that we have pulled. There's a critic quote from Carrie Rickey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. If Sweet November were a Valentine, it would end up in the dead letter office, which is very quippy. Carrie. And then a user quote from Connor R., uh, who gave it two and a half out of five stars on Rotten Tomatoes. and, And Connor R. said... Just flat out corny and sappy. It's a romantic comedy with a kicker. One of them is dying, and it's not the one you want to die. Keanu Keanu Reeves was especially bad, and it's easily Charlize Theron's worst performance. I mainly blame this on the audacity of the writers, but it still should have never seen the light of day. Ouch, Connor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like that's going to set the tone. For what's what's to come. I mean, yeah, spoiler alert, we've been couching it, but this was a terrible movie, y'all. <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't like it? <laughs> um, I'm just gonna jump in and talk about whether or not this movie worked for me. <laughs> it I did not. <laughs> I when what? I was looking for trivia for the Interstellar favorite game, oh uh the I stumbled across the A V Club's review. Uh, who talks, they talk about in this review, the film propagated theory that a whole subspecies of women exists solely to teach self-centered men the error of their ways by sleeping with them, which this is very much one of those films. And then they say much of what makes Sweet November such a pleasurably awful film, in addition to the unnavigable gulf between its intended profundity level and its shallow execution is that every time it seems to have found its nadir, it introduces a new element to suggest otherwise. And I feel like that 
in That's... very pretentious language, right. sums up exactly how I feel about this movie. The it was so it was presented as being so deep and profound and spiritual, but all of the execution was incredibly shallow. It was meaningless half the time. The like the the script and the plot point and the jumping from A to B and and you know a couple out of nowhere yeah like you're strangers and then you're a couple and like everything there was a huge gulf between what was what it was supposed to be and what it was Mm -hmm. and then every time that you feel like you've got your balance and you know what the movie is about it just they throw more wacky at you and it's like this is unnecessary i don't you don't need to add this in you're not keeping me more engaged by making it more wacky because it's still not a good movie. <laughs> it's still not a good plot. It's still not good dialogue. Ugh, I did not like this film. Um, I think that it is... Now, I don't actually know what the first... I mean, I guess when you're going back, like one of the first examples of a real manic pixie dream girl stereotype is like Zelda Fitzgerald. But I bet there's stuff in like ancient Greece of like manic pixie dream girls and women saving men from themselves and whatever. Yeah. But this is literally like a playbook for <laughs> all of the tropes of manic pixie dream girls. We've it's, reached the apex. Yeah. Yes. Everything that you can possibly think of in any manic pixie dream girl story, whether it's book or TV show or, or movie or whatever, all of them, every single one of them is crammed into this two hour movie, which makes it so over the top cheesy, but it's not silly it's very earnest and so the cheesiness just doesn't work at all like i am all in on cheese most of the time but that's when it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek or they've like you know they're they're aware of who they are and what they're doing this was so convinced from top to bottom everyone this was so convinced that it was like a very profound deep rom-com and it is uh not it was it was painful like at one point i <laughs> may have uh just thrown my ar- arms in the air and yelled are you kidding me and just stood up and paced around my living room <laughs> while watching this movie because of just how many tropes they packed into this it was so predictable and it, bland it, it was surprising how predictable it was yeah. So here's an, a thing, a little a little hitch that I'm going to throw in there. I did not think that I had seen this movie. I watched the beginning of this movie and was like, definitely have not seen this movie. I very clearly remembered the boardroom hot dog pitch, which made me all of a sudden be like, wait, have I seen this movie? And I didn't remember any of the middle stuff. But I did remember that she, spoiler alert, has cancer and dies. So I think I've seen this movie, but it was literally so forgettable. I thought I hadn't seen this movie even when I was watching this movie. You're like, wait a minute. Did I see this movie? Yeah, no, I definitely was watching this movie and I was like, I have not seen this movie. And then there was a part that I remembered like 
very clearly, which was the the hot dog pitch. And then I was like, wait, maybe I have seen this movie. And then we cut to other stuff. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. I don't think I've seen this movie. And then I was like, wait, no, but she has cancer and she dies. And then I was like, maybe I have seen this movie. Yeah. So I still can't tell you to this day, even after having seen the movie, if I had seen this movie before or not. That's how forgettable this movie is. This movie taught me that there is actually a genre of this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And it is called Terminal Romance. Yes. So the fuck. the heavy hitters are this movie and uh, A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. I also saw The Fault in Our Stars uh, a lot. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and there was a movie called. I mean, they're both sick, so it's a little bit different. It's not yeah. like the sick one is saving the the healthy one, which is what A Walk to Remember and this movie are. Yeah. So I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much agreeing with you here. Let me um, let me say some things that I liked about the movie. All mm-hmm. right. As just a counterbalance here. I thought that it was really well directed and shot. Right. I think from a mm-hmm. cinematography point of view, I'm like, wow, this is really neat. There was one shot where he balanced the camera on the cur- on the sloped uh, city street. And I'm like, that's great. That stood out to me. I thought Keanu did a really good job as being like a dickhead, uh, which has mm-hmm. kind of been a pattern we've seen for the past couple movies here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he definitely went on a on a like a dark kick. Yeah, and I don't know if this was a like a um, River Phoenix passing thing, or if this was a I'm tired of being seen as like the Point Break matrix guy or what it was but he definitely has had a run now of psychopaths and serial killers and jerks and abusers (laughs) and assholes it's like the last five movies in a row or so have all been that that type yeah exactly i liked i liked him in both of the roles that he played in this movie i did not buy the transition to no. the, the sh- like within two literally weeks from no one to transition the other? in this movie is viable. No. <laughs> right, literally right. no time does one character make a decision and I'm like, oh yeah, I get that decision. Total sense. Makes total sense, right? But I do feel like everyone did their best because they do actually have a very good cast here. I do feel like everyone did a good job of inhabiting the roles as best they could. Yes. Like I, I don't agree, I agree with yeah. the review who is saying that this is Charlize Theron's worst thing. No. I don't think it is. Um I think she she threw her all into it. And I think Keanu threw his all into it. I just think that the it literally it goes 0 to 60 so fast on every single decision that every character makes that you can't keep up and none of it feels real. That's it. They've they've condensed what would be a years long process into weeks essentially mm-hmm. i think or probably. days <laughs> days yeah a matter of days right just v- seven to ten very intense days yeah i thought speaking of those two i thought they had really good chemistry which is not something we see in uh keanu movies that often but this is their second time on screen together as kind of the leads and i think mm-hmm. that that i think that that came through that their friends are comfortable with each other in 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 a way I thought that was good. And that's that's it. That's really all that I have to say that's good about this movie. I agree with the tropiness. I will say that uh it 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 almost worked on me in the end though. I will say that when he says the line oh, I can't help it. I'm a fuck. 
You are. I love that. That's great. Good when he you. says, I've given up all trying to control, like whatever that line is that he yeah. says like that. I It got yeah. me. I was like, what the? F- I can't believe it. After ever, I, you know, I'm angry at this movie for a lot of it. And then that <laughs> shit hits me and I start to get all emotional. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. Okay. I will say uh, we have not mentioned the score, but Enya features prominently twice for the same song. Twice. Uh, yeah. Twice. We'll talk about <sighs> it in the notes because it's in all caps in my notes, both times that Enya comes on very loudly in the score. So you'll get to hear more about that and where it features in the movie. But <laughs> I did just want to say up front, the same Enya song is in this movie twice. When it started the second time, uh, I was I was flabbergasted. I was, <laughs> wit- I was, I was tickled. <laughs> The first time I was like, wow, does this date this movie super hard? And then yeah. the second time I was, I was, I don't remember, I don't remember at the moment what was happening when this, when it comes on the second time, but I was like, this is the best part of the movie right now is that Enya is playing again for some reason. <laughs> again, I was just before we started recording, I was driving back from a place and that was in my head, that song I'm singing and I'm like, why is this? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yes, that's why. They movie. used a bare naked ladies song early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was like, okay, this is like not a particularly well-known BNL song. Right. But like it's a it's a weird song to put in here mm-hmm. thematically because the lyrics of the song are about a crappy like relationship where one person is cheating on the other it doesn't really fit other than the fact that like there's parts of it that's kind of a sweet song uh (laughs) and that's the part they used in the movie uh but it still felt like very dated and then yeah when well and then and then half of the score was like basically the pure mood cd (laughs) (laughs) right it's what i hear when i go to my massage therapist, I think. Yeah. So. Do you do you remember the commercial for Pure Moods with the like Return to Innocence from Enigma and <laughs> Deep Forest from Sweet Lullaby and 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 the Enya song? Anyway, it's worth a Google. It's worth a yeah. Google. <laughs> it's a good commercial. It, uh, that will be in my head until I die. That Pure Moods commercial. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. I think it's time for the Interstellar favorite. I'm excited to move on. Because that mm-hmm. was just let's keep it quick and short. So yep. I, you're both ready. Everyone's ready. No one's ready at the same time. Here we go. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose. I don't lose. I win. You got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my, Pop Quiz Assholes, our very own quiz show where the host, in this case Whitney, asks the contestants each three questions worth a point. If one of us gets it wrong, the other player has a chance to steal. The host mm-hmm. may also add bonus questions, but I don't think there are any. There's one bonus question. <laughs> so God. Amazing. I don't know how you did it. I, I don't know what there is about well, this Well, literally, movie. I said this earlier to the group chat before we started recording. This is literally all the sweet November trivia that there is in the whole world. Right now, you're about to hear all of it. <laughs> right, so you will learn everything there is to know about this this movie. It was not plentiful. All right. All right, so since uh, Daniel is standing in for Evan, uh, Dan's going to start. Yeah, I'm ready. Are Here, you let's, ready? Let's cue this up. 
I am ready. There are no multiple choice answers for this first question. <laughs> okay. This movie is a remake of a movie from the 60s. What was that first movie's name? <laughs> oh my god. Uh I'm I'm just I'm just going to say Sweet November. Kind of a softball, but again, like I said, this is all the sweet November <laughs> trivia there is in the whole world. Oh, just Beautiful. by the very nature of asking what it was called, you've you've cast doubt that it had the same name. So yes. bravo. All right. Well, I did my best. Andrew. This was not the first motion picture for the dog in this movie. What? What movie was this dog's first role? Was it A- Best in show, B, as good as it gets, or C, Zeus and Roxanne? Here's what I'm going to say, because before you even said the answers, I thought as good as it gets. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah! I love that little bastard. He was great. Yeah, well Jill, done. Jill the dog. That's awesome. Jill the dog. Okay, Dan. All right. I'm ready. Again, because trivia for this movie was thin on the ground and I had to make up some trivia on my own, who are Jill the dog's roommates in real life. <laughs> are they the dog who played Eddie on Frasier and the dog who played Skip in My Dog Skip? Or the cat and the two dogs who played Chance, Shadow, and Sassy in Homeward Bound? Or the what? dog who played Wishbone and the dog who played Air Bud? Oh my God. <laughs> so many great animals. So many. Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, a, a. You did it! What? That Jill is crazy. Jill the dog lived with uh, the trainer and the dog who played Eddie on Frasier and the dog who played Skip in My Dog Skip. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> really, truly great. All right. <laughs> Andrew. Charlize Theron turned down which role to be in this movie? Is it A, Kate Hudson's role in Almost Famous? Oh, my God. B, Julia Roberts' role in Ocean's Eleven, or C, Kate Beckinsale's role in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Holy sh! Wow. How different would Almost Famous be? Uh, I'm gonna say Kate Beckinsale's role. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing it! Dan, we're doing it! This is so great. I'm so proud of us both. It's like the best uh, thing. I'm proud of me for being able to have this much trivia. Also, right. We had to have Let's two questions up. about the dog. <laughs> Let's put it that way. The dogs and Keanu Reeves are inextricably I mean, linked after. They John are. Ray. I figured yeah. there was kind of a theme there, but also the dog does not feature a super prominent role in this movie. So it's true. It's but true. also at the very beginning of this movie, Keanu says top dog and just the word dog so many times. So he says dog many so many times. times. Yeah. So many times. I also have a thought about that, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we're, when we're there. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Dan. Whitney. There is footage in this movie from another movie. Is it The Hunt for Red October, Mrs. Doubtfire, or The Rock? Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Oh, is it the submarine? Uh, the underwater submarine, the submarine scenes <laughs> yeah. are footage from The Hunt for Red October. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I 
was masterfully cut in, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. I did not expect to get a shot of the sub diving at that part of the well, movie. Well, that's because had it not been for the hunt for Red October, you would not have had that shot. I guess. It's, it's like <laughs> that weird time when they would like, can we borrow that scene from your movie, friend? And they're like, sure, just take it. We're the same studio. That never yeah, happens, exactly. though. That's so weird. Andrew. Here we go. Nope, that was not the right button. Nope, it was not. <laughs> A director flat out refused to make this movie. Was it? <laughs> I love him. Kevin Allen, who directed The Big Tease. Jan Sverak, who directed Dark Blue World. Or Jonathan Lynn, who directed The Whole Nine Yards. Oh, man. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with A and not pronounce it. Kevin Allen? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. That's Who the one, though. the big tease? That's it. Oh, I ruined the streak! <laughs> oh, no. Daniel, okay. you have the chance to steal. Here we go. Okay. What is your answer? Oh, can you give me the two remaining? I can. Jan Sverak, who directed Dark Blue World, and Jonathan Lynn, who directed The Whole Nine Yards. Jan Sverak. You did it! Crushed it. Oh my gosh. Okay. And there's a bonus question. Okay. What's the that rules? That goes to whoever answers first. No okay. multiple choice. All it's right. worth two points. When, to prepare himself for the cross dressing scene, Jason Isaacs wandered drag clubs, who in the cast of this movie did he try to bring with him? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves was fl- straight in the midst of Matrix fame and could not go out most places in public. So Jason Isaacs tried very actively to get Keanu Reeves to go out, but he was just too famous to be able to go to drag clubs. Damn it. That is a shame. Mm-hmm. That would have been pretty special for both of them, I think. Probably. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a round. Whitney. <laughs> thank you Not, oh, thank you very much yeah my goodness it is a thankless job sometimes with this uh, <laughs> pop quiz it is but it's always worth it it yeah. is an interstellar favorite after all it's true it's true the the, the people i believe there'd be rioting in the streets at this point if yes. we were to skip it so yes worth noting dan unbelievable four points what crazy town I am flabbergasted that I got even one. <laughs> you, I mean, much better than. And I also got four points. So if I were to very quickly tabulate the scores here, they are as such. Whitney, 65 hmm. points. Evan, who's not here, didn't have the chance to get any points, stays at 38. And I move up wah, wah. <laughs> to 43. So I'm, I'm closing that gap. With you and also Evan. I would, I'd like to sit comfortably in the middle there somewhere, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. That's been Pop Quiz. What a game. What a game. What a game. All right, Whitney. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through it. All right. As quickly as possible. But I feel like to really get the nuance, I wrote more dialogue for this movie in my notes than I do for most movies that we talk about. Normally, I just hit the major plot points. But I feel like to really get people to understand this movie without having to see it, 
there's a lot of dialogue or or interactions that I felt like had to go in there to sure. really get mm-hmm. the point across of why this movie was so bad. I'll I'll pull the audio where appropriate. You just yeah. give me the signal and I can drop it in. So wherever. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we start. Keanu Reeves is getting out of bed with, and I almost swallowed my own tongue. Laura like <laughs> Gilmore. I was like, what? Laura like Gilmore. Uh, but yes, she's in bed. He gets out of bed. He's a naked. He's naked, and he aggressively calls himself like a good dog or like a bad dog or whatever, a big dog. He's there's a lot of dog stuff. Yeah. Uh, in his like pep talk. Top dog, big dog, bad dog. Who's the best dog? Who's my dog? Who's the best dog? It's my dog. It's a big bad dog. Slow down, Fido. We need to talk. And then he gets a phone call about a very important deal while Lauren Graham is trying to, I think, break up with him. He's definitely, obviously, immediately the kind of guy who works like 20 out of the 24 hours every day on his accounts and he forgets his girlfriend's parents are in town and he stands ladies up for things and is generally kind of a dick. They make it very clear very, very quickly. And then we learn... Edgar Price is coming back into the ad game, but we don't know who that is or why that's important, but we will later. <laughs> Can I make a quick interjection? Yes. So uh, it's clear from the audio at the beginning that uh, Keanu and uh, Lorelai uh, are getting some morning action. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shot that we see at the, like, end of it when he finally gets out of bed is like the most realistic end of sex scene in a movie I've ever seen. Okay, it's well, there you go. Silver like lining. Right. Rolling over and like the covers are just perfectly over both of them. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just so realistic and I appreciated that and I w- mistakenly thought we were in for a good movie from that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we were not. And my hopes were very quickly The dinged. old bait yes. and switch. so good point that is a good point so edgar price is coming back into the ad game don't know why i'm supposed to care about it but i know i am and then we find out that if uh keanu reeves misses his dmv appointment they will suspend his license so this is like the one appointment that he can't get out of like meeting the parents or doing whatever so he goes to the dmv Charlize Theron manic pixie dream girls right into the DMV with like a brightly knitted shawl and a candy bar in her mouth and her arms full of groceries, which she spills everywhere. And she irritates the proctor of the test and Keanu, uh, her groceries land right at Keanu's feet. And Keanu doesn't know the answer to question about rock salt. So he tries to cheat (laughs) by asking Charlize for the answer. And she's like, oh, I don't know. But then she keeps talking with him. And the proctor catches them, and he says to Charlize to bring her test up to the front, please. And then he tears her test up and says she can take it again in 30 days. She can't take it today. And Keanu does not get in trouble for this at all. And then we cut to Keanu speed walking out of the DMV on his cell phone, doing work, being an asshat. And then Charlize Theron is sitting in the parking lot on what we've come to learn is his car and um 
she can't drive now because of him because she couldn't take the test. So Kiana's like, what do you make? It doesn't look like that much. I'll pay a month of your living expenses. And she says, are you doing this because you're really sorry or because you want me to go away? And basically he's like, because I want you to go away. Mm -hmm. And she says, sorry, redemption's not for sale today. And he's like, fine, suit yourself. Get off my car now. And then he drives away. And then we cut to him working out very hard on a treadmill in his fancy apartment, watching a million commercials on like 20 different TVs. Because he's in the ad game, you guys. Yeah, he doesn't care about the content. Then he goes to his kitchen and he talks to a hot dog for a while. And then the door guy downstairs buzzes up to his apartment and he's like, we've got a lady causing a problem down here in the lobby. And it's Charlize Theron. She's come to hassle him again. And then Keanu comes down to the lobby and she calls him an asshole to the door guy. And then she asks Keanu if his mom knows that he treats all women like hookers. And he's like, how did you find me? What are you doing here? (laughs) And she says, I'm smart. That's what I'm doing here. Give me a ride. And he's like, uh, no. And she says, I'm going to cause a scene. And he's like, no, leave. Get out of here. And then she starts embarrassing him to passersby and people that are live in the building and are going up and talking about orgies with chocolate syrup and like all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay, please don't make me throw a tantrum. Hi, would you like to get naked with us? We live here. We have a tub full of fudge and Ignore vodka. Her. Come on, it's hey, going to be fun. Ignore her. Come Ignore on, her. Hey, really hey, what are you doing? You know what? You're a flasher. You're a flasher. Mr. It's got to be stopped. Mr. Johnson, no. Mr. Johnson. Don't walk stop away, I'm gonna Mr. Call the Johnson. Police. I'm going to call the police. They keep flashing Medication. everybody hey, in this building. Hey, what are you, nuts? I live here. Do you have any shame at all? Well, I just want to ride. He acquiesces. Turns out she wants to ride all the way to Oakland. He's like, this was supposed to be a quick ride. And she's like, don't worry, it'll be fast. And then she puts on a wig and glasses. And she takes the keys so that he can't drive off and he has to wait for her while she goes to do what is apparently crime. She (laughs) breaks into a building. She does the crime. And Keanu's like, how did I get into this mess? And then an alarm starts going off and Charlize runs out of the building with a bag over her shoulder. And she's like, go, 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 go. And she's all hype. She's pumped on adrenaline. And she says, we're like Bonnie and Clyde. And Keanu's like, Bonnie and Clyde got shot. So no, thank you. Then it turns out she starts opening the bag and he's like, I don't want to see what's in there. I don't want to be complicit. And it's just puppies that were going to be tested on. Mm-hmm. She saved them from being test subjects. And then she turns to him and she's like, so like, what are you passionate about? Anything? And he's like, not really. And she's like, that's what I thought. And she asks him if he wants to come up to her place for a cup of cocoa when they get to her place and he's dropping her off. And he's like, uh, no, you lunatic. I do not want Coco with you. Clearly, this is so Manic Pixie Dream Girl because she's already trying to save him from himself and she's so free-spirited. And she's like, I'll make you a deal. You come in for one cup of Coco and I'll never ask you for another thing again. And he says, no thanks. Mm -hmm. And she says, okay. And she starts to get out of the car. And as she's getting out of the car, she's like, I'll see you tomorrow then. Eight o'clock sound good. You, me, Manny the door guy all over again. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow (laughs) your roll. And he turns off the car to come up for Coco. And her apartment is all pink and yellow and orange and messy and homey. And we find out that she's a very self-aware woman and recognizes her own magic ability to save men from themselves. She says, I can help you. I have a gift. I can help men with their problems. 
And he's like, I don't have any problems. And she says, uh, you work too much for starters. You have no interests, no pets. You don't do anything but work. You're a case study with no intimacy skills. And he says, so just like out of curiosity, how could a kook like you help a guy like me? And she says, live with me for a month. No more and no less and no work allowed. And he laughs at her and he says, what do you think my girlfriend would say about that? And she's like, you don't have a girlfriend. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I do. And she's like, well, then I feel sorry for her because you don't have the stink of a woman about you or whatever it was. There's men who have a a partner walk around with a different aura or something. I don't remember. It was nonsense. Anyway, (laughs) if you do have a girlfriend, I'm sorry for her. October is almost over. We could start at midnight in November, the month of November. If you commit to this, I will devote myself to you. And he's like, you need to leave me alone, lady. And he walks out. And then we're in a boardroom. And all of a sudden I'm getting deja vu because this is the first time in this whole movie that I recognize anything. And I'm like, wait, did I see this movie? (laughs) He's pitching the hot dog guy. Yeah. And he's like, your hot dog image is boring and safe, but we can fix that. We're cavemen and fire and primal urges and we want hot dogs. And then he's pagans and rituals and ball games and scoring. And what do we want? Hot dogs. And children are obnoxious monsters who hate tuna fish. What do they want? Hot dogs. We need women. We've got the mothers. We want the daughters. Let's ask that age-old question. What does a woman really want? You know. I know. She wants a hot dog. We're hot-blooded. We need sex. We need a sinful, dangerous food. What is it? It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Dr. Diggity. It's a hot dog. Ew! As really, that's the only way to sell this pitch. If you didn't get a little bit manic, it would not play at all. But then the room is a little bit silent for a bit. And then the hot dog guy just says, uh, no. And then he says, it's not for us. You clearly don't understand this company. And Keanu starts to get real angry. He's like, you asked for edge. We're giving you edge. This will get the market segment that you don't have. This is what you need. And the hot dog guy is like, we're going to go with someone else. And Keanu goes off on his company making garbage, toxic mystery meat. And he and his company are dinosaurs who are flatlining. They won't survive without Keanu on board. I'm the only one who can save you and your company from extinction, blah, 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 blah. He gets all aggro and he's jumping and yelling and he's like smashing things. He doesn't like physically assault people, but he gets right up to the line of physical assault uh, before he gets pulled out of the room by his boss. And Mm -hmm. his boss is like, you finally snapped. It finally happened. You were like a rabid dog in there. You cost us millions of dollars and made us look like fools. And Keanu says, I'm the best thing you've got. Put me on another account. And the boss is like, no, you're missing the point of this whole conversation of me pulling you into the side room. You are going to take a vacation, whether it's short term or permanent is your choice. And Keanu says, you can't threaten me. I run this joint. I've got Cleo's coming out of my butt or something. And the boss is like, you don't run this place. I do. You're fired. And Keanu's like, say that again. And he's like, you're fired. And so Keanu walks out and then we cut to his apartment. And as he's walking into his apartment, 
his girlfriend has packed her bag and is leaving him. And he's like, oh, great. That's just perfect. Mm -hmm. So Lorelai is gone. He's lost his job. He's drinking beer all alone on his couch, looking up at his advertising awards. And then he gets up and he smashes all of them. As the door guy rings, knocks on his door and he's like, are you okay in there? I have a package for you. And Keanu's like, just leave it there. And the door guy's like, "Uh uh-uh, this is from that crazy lady from the other night. And uh, I have to give it to you personally. Keanu's like, just leave it there. And so the guy leaves it there. It's got holes poked all in it. So it's very clearly a pet because she talked about him not having a pet like three times. And also she rescued all those dogs from the scientific testing. So we know it's in it because the box is full of holes. We know there's a pet in there. And he goes to open up the box. And the box says November on it in big letters. And he opens it. And it's one of the scientific testing dogs wearing a little party hat with a copy of her front door key on his collar. And so Keanu barges into her apartment while she's doing some kind of wacky kickboxing or something. Uh, it, It was like half... Like dancing in your underwear dance party and half kickboxing. And so I don't really know what they were trying to say she was doing, whether it was actually kickboxing or whether it was dancing. She's a goofball. Um, She's a goofball. She's so quirky. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he's like, hey, stay out of my life. And she's like, "Mm, your hand is bleeding. I can fix it. And then she says, so what did you do today? And Keanu says, what did I do today? I got fired. They took the company car and my girlfriend left me. And she's like, perfect. This is the first of November and you have nothing else going on in your life. Move in here. And then she throws out his watch because she doesn't like watches. And Keanu says, so what do you do? Like, what does this quote unquote help you offer consist of? And then she sort of seductively takes his shirt off because he smells like puppy pee. But it's very clear that she's insinuating sexes on the table. And then she walks out to clean his shirt. And he says to himself in the mirror, just for tonight. And this is one of the first big swings where I'm like, what is happening here? There is Mm. absolutely no way that this guy would agree to spend any amount of time in this woman's house based on their interactions so far where she is hijacked his life and been crazy all over him i'm on i'm in kiana's camp as much as he's clearly an asshole and i do not like him i am firmly in his camp up until this point but then he looks at himself in the mirror and he's like you know what i'm gonna be honest with myself i do want to have sex with her he doesn't say that that's attitudinal and so he comes out of the bathroom after saying just for tonight to himself and he sort of does the keanu stalking across the floor with no shirt on And then he kisses her and then they're making out and he's undressing her and very intense. And she's like, whoa, slow down there, cowboy. Be gentle. Go slow. Look me in the eyes, blah, blah, blah. And he won't slow down and he won't look her in the eyes. And he's like throwing her onto the couch and putting his hand up her skirt. And she's like, whoa, 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 slow down. And he gets up and he storms out of the apartment into the street where it is, of course, raining. And he says, the last thing I need is some crazy person telling me what to do in the sack. And she's like, this isn't a game. I'm legitimately trying to help you. And he says, I don't need help. And she says, yes, you do. This is a sweet deal. A win-win situation. I get to help you. And he says, I don't understand. What do you get out of this? And she says, you don't have to understand me. Just please stay and let me help you. And then he says, 
You should be in sales because you're relentless. And then they go upstairs dripping wet and she kisses him softly and says, would you like to be my November? And he says, yes. And then we can safely assume that they do it because it fades out. And then he's waking up in the morning to a cat licking his toe. And he puts on silly boxers that are near the bed that are clearly not his. And he grabs his cell phone to call his work buddy and asks his work buddy to say, can you get us a meeting with Edgar Price? You and me, like, forget the agency. Let's start a business. You and me with Edgar Price as our customer. Charlize walks in and she's like, stop that right now. That's not allowed. No boring stuff when you're around me. This is against the rules. And then Keanu says, your TV doesn't work. And she says, of course it doesn't work. It's a planter. And then I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then we learned that she gave away his fancy clothes and she got him a random outfit from somewhere. We don't know where that he refuses to put on. And she says, when am I going to meet your parents? And I was like, what? But then he says, they're both dead. And she's like, oh, whoops. I'm so sorry. And she gets very emotional in in the face. And he's like, hey, I'm not kidding. Where are my clothes? And she says, I said already, I gave them away. I wasn't lying. I promise I'll never lie to you. Yeah. And then Jason Isaacs comes into the apartment. Mm -hmm, He does. Yes. (laughs) We, uh, I can't speak for everyone here, but we love Jason Isaacs. He was delightful in this, for sure. He was great as, uh, oh, so many things. He was great as Captain Hook in that Peter Pan remake. He was great in, uh, what's the one with Heath Ledger where they're all red coats and he like dies by a cannonball? The Patriot? The Patriot, yep. yeah. Yeah, he's great in that. He's great as uh, Lucius Malfoy. Just great. Hmm. And in this movie, he can get it. In any movie, <laughs> he can get it. I don't think I've seen a single movie where Jason Isaacs could not get it. But yes, Fair. specifically in this movie. He can get it. So Jason Isaacs walks in and he immediately launches without a second of hesitation into this monologue about not being able to sleep and taking valerian root and melatonin and watching the home shopping channel and none of that worked and blah, blah, blah. And it actually really vibed with me because I'm currently, as we speak, running on five hours of sleep multiple nights in a row. So I'm a little loopy myself. But then... It turns out that the clothes that she tossed Keanu are Jason Isaac's clothes. Oh. And Jason Isaac is like, this must be November. And she's like, yep. And then they say that they love each other and like exchange a kiss. And he goes downstairs. And Keanu is like, who the hell is that? You're sleeping with everybody. You've got a good monthly rotation going already. You don't need me. And he storms out. And she's chasing him and she's trying to intro him to the corner bookstore owners and like the homeless guy she gave his clothes to and the kid across the street who's trying to break a world record as they're having this argument she keeps trying to introduce him to people what about you you sleep with half the city get the whole neighborhood involved what you prefer if i was a virgin considering the alternative yes i'm yours all yours look sarah you're great you were a very sexy, smart, interesting, somewhat unusual woman. But we, uh, I always think it's best to clarify issues. You are the most egotistical man I've ever met. I am talking about a month. The truth is, I don't have a month. Time is money. 
he's like, I think you're just doing this to get laid. This month scheme of yours is just to have like a livid sex partner. And she storms off and he chases her down. And he's like, I'm sorry that was over the line. Are we still friends? And at this point, it's like, when were you friends? When did friends happen? Right. You have been nothing but antagonistic towards one another. She's been trying to save you. She's been really crazy. Is it because you slept with her that now she's your friend? Yeah, I this can't is... figure out when this friend thing happened, but he is suddenly well, feeling... This is like three days into the relationship, right? Like, it's not even... Two days. Two days, yeah. It's, th- it's nothing. All right. I'm sorry. This is literally the second day that he's ever known her on this planet. <laughs> and he's very upset that he hurt her feelings by slut-shaming her. And he's like, I'm sorry, that was over the line. Are we still friends? And she says, only if you give me what I want. And he's like, what do you want? And she says, as much time as you can, basically. And she says a week. And he says a day. No go, not a week, a day. And then we cut to their walking dogs on the beach. And it's a bunch of different people's dogs. And Keanu's like, you know, is this what you do for a living? And she's like, I don't do it for the money. I do it to hang out with dogs. Which I get. <laughs> right, relatable. And they're walking along the beach with the dogs. And then Charlize starts running and playing and, you know, being free and whatever. All the Manic Pixie Dream Girl stuff. Keanu is watching from afar with his hands in his pockets. And she's doing cartwheels and rolling around on the sand with the dogs. And then they go to get ice cream. Why is doing something fundamentally trivial better than living a responsible life? Boring as that might seem to you. And who made you the expert? The doctor, the guru. Why do you have all the answers? And I am so on Keanu's side still. Yes. When he said that, I was like, that's the, the best thing that's come out of this whole movie so far. And I think, in retrospect, the best thing in the whole movie at all is your life decisions are not better than my life decisions. You can't tell me your way is better just because it's yours. Right. And then, I'll, uh, you know, that's the only time that there's any insight in this movie at all. so then we cut to her living room and she blindfolds him with a scarf and he starts to grope her and she's like nope nope that's not what this is this is a game you have to lose track of me and then you have to use your gut instincts to find me while you're blindfolded and then she runs off to hide and he doesn't have any gut instincts because he's all business so he trips on a basket and then runs into a chair and falls over and she's laughing at him and he's like is this funny to you And then she kisses his hand and starts to try to console him instead of laughing at him. And he's like, I'm leaving tonight. You're not going to be sad when I leave tonight, are you? And she clearly is sad. She looks crestfallen, but she's like, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. You said you were. You gave me a day. And then they're outside eating dinner on the porch in the starlight. And she's talking about how October was a shy guy and she was bringing him out of his shell and he left early because she was so successful with fixing him magically and then he's like what about september and there wasn't a september and and whatever and anyway keanu is obsessed with this how many people have you slept with thing it seems like a lot and Charlize is like don't worry about any of them we're here now and then keanu says dinner was great thanks it's getting late And then she guilts him into washing her dishes. And while he's washing her dishes, she's sitting on the floor next to him playing with the dog. And she's like, what are you going to do when you get home? And she 
goes into all of the things that are the same old routine that he does every night about you will turn on TV and then you'll get bored. You check your email and then you'll get bored. You'll try to do work and then you'll get bored. And then you'll think of me. And that's exactly what happens because we see her saying that intercut with him being at home and getting bored and switching from thing to thing and then sitting down and thinking about her. And he Googles Sublime Pets, which we heard earlier was the company she used to run. And gosh, is it a terrible website. <laughs> Early aughts. It can't be helped. He, he well, was using it AOL. Like, it looks like my 16-year-old Angel Fire site. It does not look like a successful company's webpage. It has like star sparkling rotating GIFs on it and stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. The point is. He Googles her and then he packs his bag and she sneaks into bed with her at dawn and he she's like, you're here. And he says, I'm trying to be wrong once in a while. It'll be good for my ego. And then she says, basically, you've got to follow my rules this time. You came back, so we got to do it my way. And then he says, if you want to be a dom, let's just go get you leather. And that was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> and now they're at some docks or something. Um, and th there's boats. I don't know if it's like a harbor or a beach where you can, I, I don't know. It's San Francisco. There's water everywhere. So there's somewhere where at, at the water where like a few boats are, but not a ton of boats. And Keanu's phone rings and it's the work friend from the office saying he did, in fact, get them this Edgar Price meeting. But also tell me about your new side piece. And Keanu's like, you wouldn't like her, blah, blah, blah. And then Keanu catches up to Charlize and the neighborhood boy from across the street who's getting bullied by literally everyone there. And Keanu steps in and he's just like, just forget him. Hang in there, buddy. And all the kids are putting their toy sailboats into the water. They're going to race them. And the kid from across the street, his little rickety homemade boat is up against all of these like fancy, sleek store bought ones. And Keanu walks over to the guy with a model submarine who like who has a remote controlled model submarine just there. <laughs> um, he's not part of this like toy sailboat regatta thing. So don't know why he's there, but he's there with his submarine. And Keanu Reeves is like, how would you like a hundred bucks? And Charlize is kind of side-eyeing him, like, what is he up to? But then the submarine goes into the water, and then we see Hunt for Red October footage. And then all of the fancy sailboats in the lead get, like, knocked over and run into one another because the submarine's under the water, like, dinking them up. Which, how how could you see where the submarine mm -hmm. was, was and my... not make it very obvious that there was a submarine taking down these boats? Yeah, I don't know. Because you're at Hunt for Red October U-Boat Depths? This was my only problem with this film. This, that was this the part, one This problem. part wasn't believable. Everything else I bought. <laughs> so the submarine crashes all the lead boats. And Abner, the kid from across the street, who we have, I think, since found out is fatherless. Yes. He, he takes the lead with his little handmade, hand-painted boat. And he's like... I guess my boat's just better than yours. And he wins. And he's super happy. And he's like, I guess I won, guys. And Keanu, his cold, dead soul was touched. Because this little kid was happy. And they're walking home from the race after saying goodbye to him. And he had such a nice day. 
And Charlize Theron is like, that was really nice, but that's not going to help him. He's going to have a lot of obstacles in his life and no one's going to be there uh, around to help him in the future. And Keanu was like, they were all laughing at him. Have you ever been laughed at? That sucks. And then he was like, okay, okay, fine. I know cheating is wrong. And then they're out under the stars and she's trying to get him to open up. And she's like, tell me about your dreams. And then he's like, I wanted to be Perry Como because they were cooler than my dad. And she's like, <laughs> one day you'll sing for me, right? And he's like, uh, never. Oh and then boy. clearly he's going to sing for her. Oh boy, will he sing? So the next day we see his work friend. I never got his name. So he's either work friend or shitbag in my mind. Like whatever. <laughs> shitbag <laughs> Interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, so he pulls up in his convertible up to the sidewalk and he tells his date to calm down. We're not going to miss the movie. I need a cappuccino. I can't go see a movie without a cappuccino. I hope they have one in here. And he walks into the coffee shop, which is like a hippie coffee shop. And there is Charlize Theron and Keanu and the fatherless kid sharing ice cream. Although Keanu Reeves has a bowl of grapes in front of him and they're sharing ice cream or something like that. Yeah. And the friend walks in all, whoa, 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 what have we here? You know, like you do. <laughs> and he's like, what is this, poetry? Do, does anyone shower here? Waka waka. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, that's my date. Because she walks in out of the car to tell him they got to get a move on. And he's like, that's my date. Uh, And he can't remember what her name is. And Charlie's like, oh, hey, cool. You're a misogynist and a douche. And the guy throws a few insults around, but is no one can really argue that he's a misogynist or a douche, so he leaves. Mm -hmm. um, and Keanu looks at her and says, he's a good guy underneath. And she's like, do you trust him like friends do? And Keanu says, I won't be a sit in a situation that I need help in. I don't put myself in scary situations. And then she's like, let's go to your childhood home. That's not scary. And that's a wild conclusion to come to, but he's reluctant to go in. But they go in, and then they take in all the dusty rooms, and she watches him with a loving gaze. And then she dances with him to no music. Uh, I mean, there's music in the score, but there's no music in the house. And uh, she keeps stepping on his toes, and he's like, I may not know much, but I do know slow dancing, and you're a terrible dancer. Let me show you how it's done, and then there's a little bit more dancing. And it's cute or whatever. And then we cut to them walking on the beach. And then we cut to them playing the blindfold game again. And he's much better at it this time. And then we cut to them chatting up the old lady that owns the Asian market on the corner. And she won't let them pay for their apples. And then they're walking the dog in the park. And then we cut to their ha them having a big bubble bath together. Um, and fooling around in the bubble bath. And then... Keanu Reeves is like, why'd you quit your business when it got big? And she said, I didn't like me when I was there. I didn't enjoy it. So I left. And then Chaz, who is Jason Isaac's character's name, walks in on them in the bath. Did you change the beans or something? Yeah. It's hazelnut. You don't like it? Honestly, it tastes like camel piss. Let's stick to the classics of future. Excuse me. Privacy. Heard of it? Very impressive set of pecs you got there, Nelson. Do you work out then? Me, yeah, I haven't got time. Your pecs, on the other hand, darling, are just edible. Now, oh. don't forget, dinner's at eight. It's dressy, because we're going to eat, and we are going dancing. 
I've got a safe last. The Mohegans here has got rhythm. <laughs> Doesn't that guy know how to make his own coffee? <laughs> and then we cut to them getting ready for dinner. And she's like, we can't be late. Chaz Cherry will be mad. And Keanu is like, I don't want to have dinner with Chaz Cherry. And why are we using both names? I just want to have sex with you. Why are we going down there? And then they walk downstairs and they see Jason Isaacs in a sequined green dress with makeup and a wig and, you know, jewelry and the full thing. And Charlize turns to Keanu and she says, you've met Chaz. Now I'd like to introduce you to Cherry. And Cherry says... I almost didn't recognize you with clothes on, which is funny because both times that Jason Isaac walked in, Keanu Reeves was naked. Keanu's taking it in and having a hard time with it. And Keanu says, wow, this is very pink flamingos. And Cherry squeals and shouts into the kitchen, sweetheart, I've just been compared to Divine, which was hilarious. (laughs) And Michael Rosenbaum, also in full makeup and and. Uh, skirt and wig and the rhinestone jewelry that I love um, walks in and says you well you could stand to lose a few pounds you son of a bitch or something like that and they kind of shove each other and they're bickering and Cherry says let me introduce you to Brandy and then Cherry says you seem a little uncomfortable is it the music perchance you look a little peaky is it the decor why are you so uncomfortable? <laughs> Clearly, like, making dead eye, like, drilling into him. Just so, obviously, everyone in this room knows why Keanu Reeves is uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's because Keanu Reeves is an asshole. But Cherry's not going to let it go until Keanu Reeves says something. And then Keanu Reeves says, you're both in dresses. And Cherry says, this isn't a dress. This is a sequin sensation. And then they all sit down to dinner. <laughs> And Cherry and Brandy, Brandy are very friendly, but they just keep talking and talking, just like Jason Isaacs has done with his like mid monologue every time he's walked into a room. Cherry and Brandy at dinner are exactly like that. They're asking a ton of questions of Keanu and trying to engage Keanu in conversation, but this is all too much for him. And he gets up and he walks away from the table. He goes to watch TV in the other room. And then Brandy says, do you want some Advil? And Charlize says, how did you know? And she's looking pretty pale. Um, they did a good job with the makeup when she's starting to feel sick because she she looked not sick sick, but definitely she did not look like if I saw someone looking like that, I would be like, you need to go home and go to bed. Yeah. She takes Advil. She's feeling sick. And Cherry walks into the living room with Keanu and starts talking about this commercial that's on. Oh, God, I love this one. Brilliant. I mean, the tartan's for shit. <laughs> What's wrong with the tartan? Oh, Scottish thing. But I mean, from concept to execution, it's just sublime. Just an ad. Ah, now don't be modest. I know you want a gold pencil for this. How do you know that? Well, I've got a day job as well, you know. What do you do? Work in the dreaded world of advertising. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> what firm? Baker Bohannon. Oh, my God, you're Chess Watley. Oh, look, baby's famous. Don't even go there. And Keanu is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you've dressed like this and you've done this and you, you got the hot dog. And Cherry's like, listen, Cherry doesn't care about things like that. And Keanu says, I bet Chaz cares about things like that. 
And then someone calls on the phone, which kind of interrupts this whole, hang on, you're actually my adversary conversation. And Charlize answers the phone. And she's like, what are you doing calling here? How long have you been calling here? We can't talk. I can't do this right now. And she hangs up. And Charlize looks at Cherry and says, how long have you been talking to her behind my back? And then Cherry doesn't really have anything to say about that. She knows she's been caught out. And Charlize is like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I just, I don't think I can go dancing with everybody. I'm not feeling too well. And she leaves. And Keanu says, what was that? And Cherry says, she gets migraines. And Keanu's like, no, not that. The phone call. Who was it? And Cherry just says, sister, it's a long story and I'm not going to tell it to you, which is fair. We cut to Charlie's upstairs, who's upset and in pain. And she's struggling with a pill bottle. And Keanu is like, comes up and says, are you feeling better? Also, why does your sister upset you so much? And she's like, come get naked with me. And he's like, that's not fair. You can't distract me. You expect me to be open and honest and forthcoming with you. And she's like, you're right. I do expect that. But this is your month, not mine. Don't be mad at me for not wanting to talk about boring family stuff. And then he hugs her and he can tell she's not feeling well. Um, Like, it's very clear at this point that it's not just emotional stuff. And he's like, we'll get naked tomorrow. We'll rest and wear PJs tonight. And then we cut to the next day. And she's cutting her hair with a vacuum cleaner, like a Floby situation. And she's trying to convince him that she should not go to the Edgar Price meeting and it's breaking the rules and blah, blah, blah. And Keanu Reeves is like, you break the rules for Edgar Price. You can't postpone. This is a big deal. We cut to the big fancy lunch with Edgar Price. And they're giving him the full court press. The shitbag friend is blah, 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 says a lot of nonsense. And then Keanu cuts in and he's like, listen, none of this matters. I care about the work. If the work is great, it will speak for itself. And Edgar Price is like, great. That's what I want to hear. You better not have wives or kids or a work-life balance if you work for me. We cut to Charlize walking around with Chaz being pissed. And Chaz is like, you might have bitten off more than you can chew with this one. And she says, I know that's why I like him, but that's also what scares me. Then we cut back to the lunch. And Edgar Price is telling the work friend, I'm not impressed with you. You're a shitbag. But if I got to take you to get to Keanu, then it's worth it. And as he's doing that, the waitress spills a glass of ice water. And Edgar Price gives her a majorly pretentious dressing down about all she has to do in life is serve food. And if she can't do that, it doesn't say much about her. And I've actually gotten a lecture very similar to this when I was waiting tables. It gave me a little bit of like flashback trauma when I, there was a guy who who did a whole thing about how even I knew what was happening in current events. And, and this this guy who's like a businessman should definitely know what's going on in current events is if even this old waitress over here knows what's going on. And then he left me a quarter. He looked me in my eyes and put a quarter down on the table as my tip. And like slid it towards me after this whole dressing down about how I don't have a job that's worth anything and blah, blah, blah. So that's exactly what Edgar Price does to this waitress. And then he quotes Sun Tzu and Keanu Reeves is like, whoever you said said that didn't say that. That's Sun Tzu from The Art of War. And Edgar Price is like, that's correct. And he writes down an offer and he says, here's my offer, fellas. It's only as good as long as we're at this table. And the friend looks at it and is clearly very happy. It's clearly a lot of money. 
and then passes it to Keanu. And Keanu looks at it and says, not interested. Right off the bat. Boom. And Edgar Price says, you don't like the offer. And Keanu Reeves says, it's not the offer I don't like. It's you. Clearly, we're seeing the struggle of, you know, between being business and lady. And he softened up to the point that being cruel to a waitress doesn't turn his crank like it used to or whatever. But we saw none of the transition. (laughs) So all of a sudden, he's just gone from business guy to turning down the biggest offer he's ever seen. He gets up and he walks away. Edgar Price is shocked. And the friend is shocked. Keanu gets up and walks away. Edgar Price gets up and walks away and leaves the check with the friend, uh, which was apparently a pretty large check, but they made that pretty clear. It was a fancy place. Yeah. So then the friend pays the bill and he storms out, screaming at Keanu, catches up with him, and he's like, you can't spit in God's face or something like that. I don't remember what he said, but it was weird. And then he's like, you blew it, you loser. You're a loser. You'll never work in this town again. I don't stuff like that. Uh, This is because of that loser chick you're banging or whatever. And then Keanu gets in a cab and Enya starts playing. This is the first of the Enyas. And the cab driver pulls up next to Charlize Theron and follows her. She's walking and she's got her arms crossed and she's all upset and she's walking up the street and the cab slowly follows behind her. And Keanu's in the back seat and he's got an orchid and he's like, this orchid makes me think of you. And she says, you got the job. I can tell. And he says, the best ever offer anyone's ever gotten. And then she's even more upset because he's going to leave. And she's like, he says, I told him to go kick rocks or whatever. And she's thrilled because he said no. And then they do it. And then it's the next day. And Keanu Reeves is brushing the dog while she's sitting at the table knitting. And Keanu's trying to convince her to keep the dog. and. She's like, we can't keep the dog. I'll get another dog. And she wants to make vegan turkey with cranberry and tofu stuffing. And he's like, gross. And again, I'm with Keanu on this one. (laughs) Hey, it does have some Uh, sense. And there's a lot of delicious vegan food out there. I'm not at all against vegan food, but vegan turkey with tofu stuffing sounds like a bunch of soy and nothing else. Mm -hmm. That does not sound good. So... He's like, are you going to invite your family to Thanksgiving? Because she says something about going traditional and not ordering takeout. And he's like, oh, if you're going to go traditional, you're inviting your family. And she's like, no, all we do is fight. They think I'm a freak. You know, they don't like my lifestyle choices. And she's putting cold water on her neck. And it seems like she's still not feeling well or feeling bad again. And Kiana's like, you got to try making up with them at some point. And she says, yeah, someday I will have to do that. And then the doorbell rings. And she asks if Keanu can walk the dog down to his new owner. And she sits down. uh, And as soon as Keanu walks out, she looks sad and she looks very tired and sick. And Keanu gives the dog away to a guy in a van. And the fatherless kid from across the street is like, isn't she ever going to keep one? And Keanu's like, I don't know, man. And the fatherless, but not motherless, I will remind you here, child says, you know, I've been thinking, if you want to adopt me, you can. Father's what Sunday is coming up. the heck? <laughs> Where does that come from? And I don't know what Father's Sunday is. But apparently it's like, it's like take your dad to school day, but on a Sunday? I don't know if it's a church thing or a group thing. I don't know. Anyway. Kiana's like, I'll tell you what, buddy. 
I can't adopt you, but I will come with you to Father Sunday. And the kid's like, awesome, I'm going to go tell mom. And then the wind chimes get really loud. And Keanu Reeves is looking up at the window of Charlene's, Charlene's apartment. And he just gets this, like, feeling. And he runs inside. We cut to Charlize inside, clutching herself and moaning in pain with a giant, with a whole bunch of pills in front of her. And as he walks in, she shoves them all and locks them in a cupboard. And Kiana's like, are you okay? Where do you keep locked in that closet? And she avoids the closet thing. And she's like, I'm not okay. I miss the dog. And also I have a migraine and is clearly trying to play it off. And then Keanu Reeves says, oh, marry me. Marry me. What? Will you marry me? Sarah, I stood on the street and I realized this is it. Life will never be better or sweeter than this. I'm happy. I'm in love. Marry me. That's incredibly sweet. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's very sweet, but you don't understand. And he says, I do understand. And I want this life. I want this life with you. And then his cell phone starts ringing. And he takes it out. And he drops it in a sink full of water to prove his love because she doesn't like his cell phone or his work. And he's like, marry me. He says it again. And then she, he takes off his watch because she doesn't like watches. And he throws it into the sink full of water. And he says, marry me. And she says, I can't. And he says, why not? And she says, because of me. And pushes past him. And he says, you got to tell me what's going on. And she says that she can't. And she closes the door on him. But then you hear her sort of fall. And then you can hear her retching through the door. And he breaks open the door to find her vomiting on the floor. And then he's like, what is going on here? And he breaks open the cabinet. And it's full to the brim with pill bottles. And she's like, no, no, don't see that. Are you happy? Is this what you wanted to see? And then she falls apart. And she's hitting him and crying and and very upset because... You know, she's been trying to hide this and she literally is hitting him and crying until she passes out. And then and it's passing out from sickness, not from like exhaustion. She we cut to the hospital. She's in the hospital bed with like IV and a breathing tube and everything. And Keanu is there with Chaz. And Chaz is like, it's lymphoma. Sorry, you found out that, like this. You shouldn't have found out like this. She's going to be asleep for a while. You should get out of here and process your thoughts. And Keanu's like, that's probably a good idea. And we find out in this conversation over a drink with Chaz that she stopped trying to fight the cancer about a year ago. She stopped her treatment. All of those pills are basically just to get her through the day. Um, Keanu doesn't understand why she started something with him when she's dying. And Chaz says... She didn't think you'd fall for her like this. These rules, these months, they're giving a woman who feels powerless some semblance of control. That's why she's doing it. She didn't expect for something to happen between you two any more than that. She stopped talking to her family when she stopped cancer treatment because they didn't agree with her stopping cancer treatment. And Kiana says she loves life more than anyone I've ever known. Why is she giving up? 
And Chaz says she's not giving up. She's making the most of the time she has left. And Keanu goes into the hospital room and she's awake and she says, I'm sorry. I only wanted you to see me like vivacious and living life. Never wanted you to see me sick. You were never supposed to see me like this. And then she asks Keanu to bust her out of the hospital and they kiss and he picks her up and he carries her out and they go home. They go upstairs and Chaz and Brandon are there. And they're like, we're going to get you into a bath and we're going to get you some coating and everything will be right as rain. And they're, you know, talking about what they're going to have for dinner and they're acting like everything's normal. And Keanu Reeves says, I know doctors I can call. And she says, no doctors. I'm going to be fine. But you can't see me like this. You need to leave now. And Keanu doesn't leave. And he's like, I can't just stand by and do nothing. And Jason Isaacs, Chaz, is like, I know you can't stand around and do nothing. That's why you need to listen to her and go. So Keanu goes over to the fatherless child's house and the kid's like, it's Father Sunday. Did you forget? And Keanu Reeves definitely forgot. And he's like, oh, I can't do it. But then he does do it anyway. And he goes to the class so that the kid can introduce Keanu to everyone and talk about how he doesn't have his father. But Keanu makes him feel smart. So that's cool. And then Enya plays for a second time while Keanu is wandering around San Francisco all alone. With, like, visions of Charlize being spliced into his montage of walking all around alone and being in his apartment alone and then going back out again and walking alone because he can't sleep. And then we cut to Charlize, who is making Thanksgiving dinner with Chaz. Thanksgiving is fun, right? It's fun. It's... It'll be a riot. <sighs> yeah, come in. There's a cuddle. I need some fun. Mm. You know he asked me to marry him. It's not the first. No, but it was the first time I wanted to say yes. So why didn't you? Because, Chaz, I let the whole thing go too far. Oh, yeah. Too far for who? Both of us. And then Chaz is like, you, he would come back if you let him. And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want him to come back. And he says, you can break your own rules. And she says, the rules are there for him, not for me. I'm just going to hurt him. I can't put him through me dying. And Chaz is like, it's always going to hurt. Like, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the people around you. It's going to suck when you die, period. But you should let the people who love you be around you if they want to be around you. And she's like, no. And then we cut to Thanksgiving dinner. And everyone's having Thanksgiving dinner. And Keanu Reeves breaks in through the window in a Santa hat. <laughs> like you do. Uh-huh. And it's really loud. It's definitely like breaking in. It is not like, you know, I still have the key from the cat's collar or whatever. It's like <laughs> clomping and windows and things maybe breaking and whatever. And he, so he breaks in. We're in a Santa hat. And everyone just kind of looks around and he's like, Merry Christmas, everyone. And Charlie says, isn't it Thanksgiving, though? And he says, not for you. You shouldn't have to wait. And then the whole Thanksgiving party other than Charlie's is like, hmm, let's go get Chinese food. I'm suddenly in the mood for that. And they all get up and they walk out. And Keanu gives her the 12 gifts of Christmas, which in this case is a sausage, a rainbow wig, a bullwhip, custom made perfume, a book, Why is Harriet so hairy? A bubble machine, a hundred muni train tokens, 
a vinyl of dance music and dance classes so that she'll stop stepping on his toes, a dishwasher because she hates washing dishes, and the dog Ernie back from the guy in the van. And the last gift is him in a white tuxedo jacket in front of like a blue velvet curtain singing along with a live jazz band. Only know what I know The passing years will show You've kept my love so young So new It is very endearing, this scene, even though it's like, oh, he said he would never sing and he's singing and blah, blah, blah. But it's specifically because of Keanu and Mm -hmm. Keanu can carry a tune, but is definitely an amateur singer. He does not knock it out of the park. It's it's very cute because he's adequate, but he doesn't excel at singing. And I think that's great when someone's willing to put themselves out there like that on a movie. So the singing is very cute. And then they go back to her place and he's put calendars all over his wall and tables and everywhere. The calendars all over the ding dang place and they're all flipped to November. And then he says, every month is November, Sarah, and I love you every day. And then I threw up on myself. And then he says, (laughs) it's so pretentious and it doesn't sound natural coming out of his mouth at all. The way he says every month is November and I love you every day. Sounds like a greeting card and not like a person saying it. And that's why I threw up on myself. So then he says, November is our month. November never has to end. I'm going to love you as long as I possibly can living in the moment. And then I threw up on myself again. And then they kiss and she's crying. And then they're naked and they're doing it again. And she is sort of looking off into the distance and she's sad, but she's clutching him really tightly. And then we cut to him waking up in bed alone at dawn. She's getting dressed and trying to sneak out. And he's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And she says, I'm going out. This will give you time to get your stuff together and go. Our month is over. And he's like, I'm not leaving. And she runs outside and down the street crying. And he chases after her, calling her name. And she runs into a park and he catches up with her. And he's like, I'm not leaving. I love you. And I know you love me. And she's like, I'm dying. And what we have right now is perfect. But I need you to leave while I'm still strong and beautiful. Because that's the only way I can face death is if you don't see me wither and die. In you, I'll have mortality as someone who loves life and is strong and beautiful. You have me, but you have to let me go. And then she says, close your eyes. And she blindfolds him with her scarf, just like the game that they played a couple times before. Mm-hmm. And they both say I love you to each other and kiss. And she says, remember me. And she walks off as the winds are like blowing leaves around. And he follows her and he tries to feel with his gut, you know, intuition where she is. And she pauses and she turns around and he's heading straight towards her. So we think maybe he's going to catch her. But he gets to the spot where she was standing and, and she, we cut back to face her and she's gone. And then he smells her scarf and then he puts it on and then he walks off screen. And that's the end of the movie. It's beautiful. 
No. <laughs> you know what I found the most touching uh, was was no, nothing uh-huh. in this movie. <laughs> was 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 the eight hundredth one eighty that a character did? Yes. Yeah, I was I thought so, so moved. Too. The first seven hundred ninety nine one eighties were like meh, but that eight hundredth one eighty was like, Sealed yeah, I like this. This is very touching. So that's it, everybody. That's the movie Sweet November. Please don't watch it. There you, there you have it. I, 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 uh, I thought of one, one other good thing that this movie did that oh, I liked. What did it do? Even the, what did it even do? if it, it was on the nose, but. I really like the contrast in colors between the business world and their world. Oh, yeah. They definitely did lots of oranges and peaches and yellows and warmth in her world and cold blues yeah. and grays and steels and marble and whatever in, in his world. I know that's like on the nose, but I was like, I appreciate, you know, good production design can elevate sure. something. Sure. In this case, not elevate this. But, you know, it might have been a worse movie mm-hmm. if the production design was bad. Also, so mm-hmm. there we have it. Oh, yeah. Also, sublimepets.com is available to purchase <laughs> if either of you were interested. I did a quick check. Oh, my. So you can, you too can own a garbage website. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I think I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Whitney, do you, do you ultimately recommend this film? I do not. All right. Daniel, where are we at, buddy? Uh, I I do not recommend this film either. Okay. I would recommend a nap instead, a good two hour long oh, nap. That would be delightful. Uh, <laughs> clean your house, that room you've been like really letting all the junk kind of accumulate in. Uh-huh. Sort that out for two hours. It's yeah. going to be a much better experience. Yeah, it'll be more entertaining and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might all be right. I might be a dissenting voice here. No, you're not. I'm here's here's what I'm thinking. You get you talk me off the ledge. This is this is a this is a romantic comedy, not a romantic comedy. I don't even know what the hell you would call this because it's like funny, but it's not a comedy, right? So what is this? What is this genre? What even is this? Because there are a lot of movies that fit this mold, right? Mm-hmm. That don't involve someone dying. Mm-hmm. If that's your bag, get a new bag. <laughs> <laughs> right. First of all, yeah, reevaluate all of your choices. However, you know what we don't need in this society is people who enjoy movies about tragic, tortured men who bottle up all their feelings and the women who unleash them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and teach them to be in tune with them, their emotions. Because you know what? We already have a hard enough time with men not being in touch with their emotions and needing to unleash them. We do not need... More manic pixie dream girl nonsense where it's like, I don't know how to love or how to live or how to be happy without a woman who's free spirited and showing me how and changing my whole life. I agree with that. This is not a this is not a type of film I seek out. This is like I don't I, I don't even have a word for that. However, I'm not personally recommending this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any worse than any of the other And I am a very movies. big rom-com fan. Even if they're more like a dramedy than l- like an actual romantic comedy. Yeah. I like romantic movies. I'm a sucker for cheese and tropes and whatever. I'm all in on those usually. But this is the worst one that I have seen <laughs> maybe ever. Okay. All right. So even if like romantic, like rom-coms and romantic movies are your bag, Still don't see this one. Yeah. 
there are so many better entries in that genre that are not as blandly predictable, terribly written, and just badly made. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just I I thoroughly detested this movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess I don't have um I assume that a lot of these movies are of a similar ilk. Like I know that they're I know and many of them are problematic. I don't have like a large well from which to draw on. But I will take both of your words for it that if this is truly as bad as it is, then I won't recommend it. I was thinking that maybe a lot of these movies are bad are bad. And it's because they're cheap, they're easy to make, they're easy to turn, they're quick to turn around. They don't require a lot of of skill. Most of them are not good. I think that's the difference. Most of them are not good. This movie is bad. Okay. All right. Then fair. Then it's not a recommend for me either in under no circumstances. Yes. Thank you. There you go. All right. It has been logged as such. All right. Uh... Let's see. Now we will. Uh, where does this fit into your current Keanu ranking, Daniel? I don't know if you've been following along from the beginning. I don't assume you have a running list of about thirty Keanu movies that you've watched with us. I so don't. You can, if you had to like rank this, roughly, we're near the bottom. Yeah. Right? So uh, so we've watched thirty five movies. Right. No, thirty three movies. We've watched 33 movies. So on a on a scale of 1 to 33, where would you put it? <laughs> Taking into account the other movies of his that I have seen. Now, I will say I've listened to several episodes. I have not listened to all of them. One of them Rude. I have not I specifically have not listened to because I don't <laughs> want to like if y'all loved the movie, uh I like I don't want to be sad that y'all loved the movie and I did not. What movie? Um, <laughs> I'm curious, yeah. I won't tell you one way or the other, but I'm so curious now. What movie? I'm going to put this just above. So this was gets a, this gets a 34 for me. Okay. This, uh, this movie is the last one. You're oh, no, I'm sorry. Last. It's a, okay. out of 33, right? Got it. Yeah. Right. So then this gets a 32. 32. Okay. Uh just above Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. Hey. Which also I will say the Bram Stoker's Dracula, the book, is one of my absolute favorites, and it the movie is has not little if nothing to do with the book. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh but I I'm not gonna go off on rank. I I just I was not a fan of that movie. So this one is just above that in my ranking of Keanu Reeves movies. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I am putting it at number 28 below. Even cowgirls get the blues, but above me and well. Fair. Okay. Uh, Mine is going, and I just tossed this in at 17. Uh, no. After after the gift and above Little Buddha, I already regret putting it there. Yeah, Can I move it. That's, that's the first <laughs> thing to move it. in a record. I haven't locked it yet. Yeah, so I could actually change it right now. You could. I would actually it's not probably too move late. it. Yeah, I haven't that actually. It's not over. We haven't logged it. It should definitely not be that high. I'm. I'd probably put it like. I'm gonna put it above the Watcher actually. So let's see. That would put it at 26 for me. That feels better. All right. So there we go. 
I mean, listen, you're your own person. Put it wherever you want to. But also, 17 is buck wild. I can can be influenced. You know, strong opinions loosely held, right? Sure. Thank you. Thank you both. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's all logged. We did no the recommends. Dang thing. We ranked it. We'll have mm-hmm. to get Evan's ranking because uh, just because he's off does not mean he gets off of of watching no. this thing. No, this he's is the in first this. Time, so sorry, Evan. This is I the am first so time sorry. that we've done this without w- one of the three of us, and Evan definitely still has to watch this movie. Right? There's no getting out of it. Like no even if he knows, if he's listening now, Ev, if you are, I don't know if he is, but and you're like, well, <laughs> dodged a bullet. No. You did no, not. You did not. I want the book report next week. I want the book report on my desk. Speaking of next week, next week, I'm very excited. I'm very yes. excited. More Keanu sports films. Yeah, I don't I'm know. leading us through hardball. hardball. Oh my gosh, Whitney, Daniel, have either of you seen this one? Uh, I have not. My whole family went to go see it in the theater without me. What? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Did you want to go see it and they went without you? Or was it just like a decision that was made? And I, I wanted to go see it. I think I was being punished for some reason. <gasps> oh, uh, no! I think I had been. I Even had if been, you uh, did not want to see it, being specifically left out because you're being punished sucks. Yeah. yeah. They that also did that to me with Nightmare movie, Before like, Christmas. Oh. They did it with Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, oh. I mean, have, I... I don't know. Ouch. Have you forgiven them yet? I don't know. I have. I was I, I was in trouble a lot as a kid. I was a very different person. I was okay. I was an asshole as a kid. <laughs> you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But yeah. All right. Hardball. And Whitney, you have not seen this. Or I have don't you? I believe so, but maybe. All right. I'm very excited. I saw this. I'm, I'm trying not to go into it with, with any, because I don't know if I've seen it on it. I'm trying not to go in with, like, I, I don't want to do any research beforehand or anything. But a couple of the the poster does not look familiar, but a couple of stills that show up next to the poster, maybe I've seen. But also, yeah. this is a, a type of movie that there's several of out there. Yes, so I might just be conflating much. this, like, guy gets stuck with a team of misfits thing like i might be thinking i've seen this but it's actually mighty duck i'm thinking about or whatever yeah, you know there's a lot of movies in this genre. or any yeah. of that so without knowing anything more about it i might have seen it uh of all the sports movies in the world it's probably one that i'm more likely to have seen because i saw a lot of those family friendly like ragtag team gets bonded together other this under this person who doesn't know how to coach or whatever like i've seen a lot of those so it's possible but i don't know again i didn't think that i'd seen sweet november and halfway through the movie actually all the way through the movie i'm still not sure if i had seen this movie or not (laughs) have i just seen clips what did i see yeah i mean that's part of the problem with having gone to film school is i saw so many clips in film school that it's entirely possible that the scene of like the pitch was plucked out and shown to me independently for some reason because we would do that we would just like we would all hang out and have some wine and show clips of movies that we liked or didn't like or whatever for one reason or another in classes it would be like we're not looking at the film we're looking at the production design or we're looking at the sound editing or we're looking at whatever Mm. so i'm one of the very few people out there that if i've seen a whole scene from a movie and i remember it very clearly that does not mean i have seen the movie Right. Those two things are not uh, necessarily both true. I'm excited for Harbaugh. It's been a a dog's age since I've seen it. Probably 
literally since it came out. But I remember I remember enjoying it. Although I literally said the same thing about Bill and Ted's bogus journey, Daniel. And mm-hmm. we all know how that one turned out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> I just wanted to let it hang for a second. Yeah. It's okay. All right. I'm just so We're disappointed very in Bill uncertain, and Ted. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Before that happens, come on. Yeah. Daniel, we want to take a moment. Thank you again for joining yeah. us Thank at the you. very last minute. This has been such a delight. I'm so glad that it worked out that I could join y'all. Let's do it again under uh, timelier circumstances as well. Give you time to think and marinate about <laughs> what we're talking about. Although maybe this movie didn't idea. require. Too yeah, much. I was going to say, I, I don't think this movie would have benefited from marinating at all. Maybe. No. I just would have stewed in more anger. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe I sat with this for a week. Maybe around John Wick season when we get mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Or at least let us know either way. But until then, wh- where can people keep up with you and your delightful self all over the internet? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, I am on Twitter at Dantendo64. I'm also, I make a lot of TikToks uh, at Dantendo64 mm-hmm. because I miss Vine and I get that same level of creative energy from making very stupid videos on TikTok. Excellent. Um, and I am on uh, several different podcasts. Uh, I was on Bike Brigade. That's still available out in the podcast sphere. I am on an actual play podcast called Apotalesma. I'm on a Gravity Falls recap podcast called uh, The Fourth Journal. And I have a new podcast coming out in December uh, where I talk about uh, concept albums and kind of go through the story of different uh, rock operas and the like. And our first season is on uh, Pinball Wizard. Nope, not Pinball Wizard. I'm very tired, guys. Uh, Is on The Who's Tommy uh and uh that that show is called concept podcast so you can find that on twitter at concept podcast that is awesome there are a lot of places to find you there's a lot of places to find me you have something for everyone it seems pretty much (laughs) not unlike whitney also (laughs) where can people find your stuff whitney yeah, uh, I am on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N. And you can find all of my other podcasts through that Twitter account. Um, Historical Hotties, we just did uh, Marines is coming out shortly. We talked about the hottest Marines, and that was a very interesting episode. And um, Almost Better Than Silence is my video game podcast, although I haven't been on since the last week of October, where I talked about spooky stuff. Um and myth takes i haven't been on that in like a year but i'm a character on that uh real play rpg uh so yeah you can find all that stuff via my twitter awesome and you can find me on twitter instagram at dark driving on youtube do a search for the primary storyline to find uh video editing classes that i do and I'm also finally ramping back up into teaching again in a larger way on Skillshare. So if you do a search on Skillshare for my name, you'll find my class on Final Cut Pro X, uh, which will be updated in within just a few days now to the latest version and all this good stuff. So uh, check it out if you want. If you're into learning, bettering yourself, uh, maybe picking up a new skill that's useful, 
Give it a look. Give it a look. So with all that, thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>